Hey folks, Ryan Kennedy here. Welcome back to the show. I have a really special episode for you today on a topic I've become extremely passionate about as of the last few years or so, and that is breath work. I did my first transformational breath work class in 2019, and it was one of the most life-changing experiences of my entire life up until that point. And since that class, I've been on a mission to share this technique and this practice with as many people as possible. And many of you listening to this know, I host online breathwork classes every month and have had hundreds of students with serious impact and just positively changed their lives from this breathwork practice. So I brought on one of my dear friends, Brian Kelly, who is the perfect guy to talk to you, talk about breathwork because he's the founder of Breath Masters. He's a certified breath coach. He's brought breathwork into the homes of 4,000 students worldwide and is really just deep into the field of breathwork. And he's really known for his brass knuckle approach. It's just, he goes all in when he guides breathwork. And when he does breathwork, he's attended some of my classes I taught out in Bali, which is how Brian and I got connected through the Astana and the Yogi Lab. And man, I just love this guy. I love his attitude. I love his personality. I love the, the work that he does. So I had to get him on here to share with all of you. Um, so Brian, with that intro, how are you doing today, my man? Oh, man, I just love you, bro. And I'm so happy to be here, man. Uh, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Yeah. So, so I shared a bit about my experience uh, getting into breath work. What, what got you into this space? Gosh, so... You know, it's interesting. The, my first taste into breath work was finding Wim Hof on YouTube like five and a half, nearly six years ago. And, um, and it planted the initial seed. Like I, it was like an interview that um, I think it was Lewis Howes or one of those guys was doing with Wim Hof. And I was following along, thought it was interesting. And I did the practice. It was like a 10 minute practice. And there was a breath hold at one point. And I remember doing the breath hold and holding my breath and I had my eyes closed, but I had a timer going. And I just remember thinking like, well, I've, hold my, I've been holding my breath for a really long time. I thought it was maybe a minute, minute and a half. And I looked down at my watch and I had been holding my breath for three and a half minutes. And there wasn't that initial breath hunger response that I would normally get after a minute, like barely being able to hold my breath for a minute. And I remember think, feeling in my body just this visceral sensational response the the fingers and the toes tingling and everything else and that was the initial bing, like something is going on here i could feel a biochemical reaction in my body i didn't understand what it was but it was it was like there's something there it's on my radar now but the first time that i actually really jumped in similar to yours i got invited to a breathwork journey it was one of the first things that we did with Yogi Lab three, three and a half years ago. And there was eight of us. And I had, I had heard about people's uh, experience with these longer journey types, psychedelic experiences, all sorts of random healings, people pulling themselves out of all sorts of emotional struggles and traumas, but I had never experienced it for, for myself. And so when we got together in this group, there was eight of us. And one of the guys that was a collaborator of ours at the time, he was going through a really tough time in his life. And it was one of those, he was kind of having his dark night of the soul, but year, like he had family members um, close to him coming down with cancer. He had um, 
depression issues, anxiety issues. And this is like a proper, this guy had all the accolades like you have in your background over there. He was a fitness trainer, NLP practitioner. He had, he was a, um, you know, he's all sorts of different coach certifications and body ex bodybuilder dialed in dude, but going through a really ch challenging time in his life, relationship struggles. His most crazy thing that he was suffering with at the time I remember was he was having, um, he wasn't able to sleep. He was, he was one night out of every seven days, he was powering down a bunch of Ambien because his body wasn't allowing him to sleep so he could sleep through the night. So he was, yeah. his nervous system was just shot. Right. Yeah. And I remember doing this journey and everyone was having a crazy experience, but this guy in particular was laying next to me and it was like exorcism type of response, shaking, laughing, crying. My, I was going deep, but yeah, it was a massive distraction, this good dude. And I was happy for him, right? Because I knew what he was struggling with and massive tears and bawling hysterically. And after it was all done and we were all going around and sharing, it was like bated breath waiting to hear what this guy was going through because we all heard it. We wanted to kind of hear his perception of it. And he said, out of everything I've ever done in my entire life, all the self-work, all the plant medicines, all the hypnosis, all the meditation, he said, I've never experienced anything like that in one hour before ever compared to what I just went through. And he's crying as he's expressing it. The next day I run into him and he looked like his complexion had changed overnight, almost like he was pale. And then he got some sun in the night while he was sleeping. And he said, last night I slept for the first time in six months, all the way through the night without waking up, no sleeping pills. Wow. And it was like, my response to that was what on earth just happened? It was one of those moments where it was like, on one, on, on one ear, I was thinking, you know, if he were to go to the doctor um, before we did that session, he would have been on all sorts of different medications for anxiety, for depression, all sorts of different pills, and then more pills to counteract the side effects of those first layer of pills. But he laid on the ground and he breathed for an hour. And that was the response that he had. So that was my, my initial, my, my, all the alarms were firing in my head. Why doesn't everyone know about this? Why aren't we teaching this in schools? Why isn't everyone that is experiencing any kind of trauma or emotional um, instability or a mental health issues? Why isn't this prescribed by the medical system? And why doesn't everybody know about it? And it, it was, you can only ask yourself that kind of question for so long until it becomes a burning desire to take responsibility and just to man up and be the one that helps to make that happen. Yes. And essentially that's what I've been doing ever since. I love it. And I get the same response from so many of my students of like, why has no one ever taught me this? You know, people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and they never knew about this technique that's innate to the human body. And it's so crazy. We have op operating manuals on how to use a freaking toaster, but we never get an operating manual on how to use our own body. You know, we're taught so many things in yep. conventional school system, but we're never taught how to breathe right. We're never taught the basic human physiology that is so profound in terms of your, our mental and emotional health, our physical well-being, so many aspects to our day-to-day -day lives. And it's just such a profound breakthrough once, you, once it clicks and once you realize, like, wow, that's the thing I think both of us love about breathwork.
is it's it's free it's accessible anytime anywhere you don't need to buy anything you don't need to do anything you don't need to go anywhere you just literally breathe and you can achieve breakthroughs that i would say are more powerful than any plant medicine or any type of therapy or any other experience i've done and i think you would probably echo a similar testament on that agreed it's the fast track yeah you know it's the fast track and we all have unlimited accessibility to it and and it has no down, downside side effects. It's just a matter of having the willpower to do the work and then to unlock that door to whatever is hiding down there. Because that's really my new fascination is this whole, um, you know, accessing the breath to get into the subconscious and unlock that door where all these, you know, different complexes and traumas and limiting beliefs and negativity all inspired at the subconscious level. And breath work is one of the few modalities known that gets you into the subconscious realm without plant medicine, without hypnosis. And it takes 10 minutes to get there. It's like a miracle. So I'm yeah. kind of like, everyone, you know, <laughs> that's me. And like, everyone listen. It's kind of like, you know, where you just feel like it's your, I feel personally like it's my dharma. It's almost my like my responsibility to share it. It's 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 not really an option anymore, um, because I've just seen it help too many people. You know, it's just like people come out of. You've seen it too. You know, I've heard. I've gone to your sessions. They're powerful, and the feedback that people people that you get after those. And I've heard you talk about it, where it's like five years of therapy without having to utter a single word in an hour. You yeah. know, I I had a I talked to a girl the other day. She's like, it only took two sessions and I realized that I didn't like the direction my life was going and I needed to change it. So I'm moving house. I just quit my job. I'm changing. And it's like all through all unlocked through the power of breathing. And so it's, it's almost miraculous, the level of, of potential for transformation that exists in this work. And so it's, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to get on any platform to talk about it and share it. Yeah, I know we geek out about this stuff, um, but I think it would be really helpful for people listening in to really frame up this style of breathwork. Because here, 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 I think you could probably agree with this, Brian. When I talk about breathwork, people automatically think of one or two things. They're like, okay, Wim Hof, that's become mainstream. They've heard of that. It's like you take all these deep breaths, you hyperventilate, then you do a breath hold and you repeat, you know, rinse and repeat. And then there's other people that hear this and they're like, oh, breath work. Like, yeah, I do yoga. Like I've breathed through my nose. I've done some box breathing. Like I've done, you know, some four, seven, eight breaths. And all of those are great. You know, I think we, you know, we could both agree. We love all breath work because there's, it's all got its yeah. own benefit and its own purpose and its own application. They're all tools, but the style that I've become most passionate about and that you teach is it, it, it's called different things by different people. I've heard it referenced as Transformational breath work is kind of the name I've run with. Shamanic breath work, holotropic breath work, I think is a bigger category of what this would fall into, you know, this long form, deep rhythmic breathing. And I just want you to explain to people, you know, what does this look like, uh, practically speaking, so that they can kind of wrap their heads around what we're talking about and not expect to get these benefits by going and doing, you know, a four second box breath for, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah, happy to, man. So, I, I, first of all, I, I agree completely The the slow breathing techniques are very powerful for upregulating and downregulating the nervous system. And it's like, it's the remote control to our nervous system that most people don't realize that we have, but I get that a lot. It's like, it's just breathing. I do pranayama in my yoga class. Yep. Is it the same? And, and so essentially what's happening, the, 
we could talk for, about this for hours, but there's multiple techniques that you use. I, I know that you use the two-part breath, two-part in, one-part out. I use that one quite frequently. I also mirror the um, uh, rebirthing technique, which is all into the upper chest. I do that sometimes. There's multiple techniques and transformational breath work is a bit of a, a wide landscape because it's not a, it's not, this is rebirthing, this is holotropic, this is Wim Hof. Um, there's a little bit more space for dynamic interpretation and of playing around with different variables. But essentially what's happening, no matter what technique that you choose is that, and you know this, but for anybody that's listening, is that when you do this circular rhythmic breathing process, you know, where every breath bleeds, ble uh, bleeds into the next, no breath hold at the top, no breath hold at the bottom, typically done through the mouth, which allows faster oxygen air intake than, than through the nose. So faster biochemical response in the body. What, what happens is two things. And the first thing, actually, I, I hadn't heard it labeled until your workshop in Bali, but I knew what was going on, but the whole transient hypofrontality thing, yes, right? Yes. So it's like, takes about 15 or 20 minutes to get there for the, for the most part. And it's the prefrontal cortex shutting down essentially. And most people would understand it more uh, because transient hyperfrontality is a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. They probably have, have heard of it more like flow state, right? Yeah. So it's like when you're in flow, transient hyperfrontality is kicked in where the prefrontal cortex, the home of the monkey mind shuts down and you start getting into the body more, you know, which can be activated through exercise or sex or breath work or anything that gets you to the point where your mind is shut down. So you become more acutely aware and hypersensitive to what's going on in the body. That's the first that's the first layer of what happens that allows for the door to open for the mystical to occur, but without it being dogmatic. And so the second thing is that Bruce Lipton talks about it a lot is that getting into the theta brainwave state. And so essentially around the same amount of time, about 15 or 20 minutes of proper circular breathing, we get into the, the theta brainwave state, which is essentially the, the active um, brainwave state that we're in for the first few years of our lives, where we're sponging up everything that's going on around us, all the emotional imprinting and everything else that's happening as a result of our inputs from our environment and our relationships. And it's also the brainwave state of, of hypnosis, right? So most people think hypnosis and they imagine, you know, guy putting them to sleep and making them do silly things on the stage. But the reality is our bodies are naturally in hip, a state of hypnosis every single day. When we first wake up in the morning, when we're kind of half here, half there, we're in theta brainwave state. We're, we're in a state of hip, hypnosis. When we're going to bed, the last moments before we fall asleep, we're in theta brainwave state, which is a state of hypnosis. And so essentially, when, um, when you're activating the, the theta brainwave state, you're in that, that state of hypnosis, which you can get to by breathing into it. So what happens? You have the transient hyperfrontality shutting down the monkey mind. So all that, it, that, all that resistance, all of that over- uh, logical analysis that's happening shuts down, we get into theta. And then that is where I feel like a lot of the magic occurs because then people become really open. They become um, hyper aware. They become very susceptible to auto suggestion and taking in new inspiring ideas, thoughts, reframes. And so the way that I use the coaching aspect, and, and I know you do the same because I've done your journeys. When people are in that state, you can, you can reframe the disempowered beliefs, 
the, any limiting beliefs, any negativity, any cycles of self-sabotage that people are experiencing as a result of their subconscious programming. And we have the ability through spoken word to guide them into new perceptions and new ideas and new interpretations so they can start to see reality a little bit differently at a subconscious level. So all these things are penetrating into the subconscious during breath work, and we become the guide that can take them on the deep journey into their psyche. So they come out and they're not even sure, you know, what it is that happened. They just know a lot of people, the most common response they get is like, wow, I just feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Everything just feels so much easier. I feel like an 800 pound gorilla was living on my back and it jumped off. The, my stress response is less. My emotional triggering is less. My relationships feel healthier. Why? Because we've gotten into the subconscious and we've pulled back the layers. And so they feel like they've had this massive transformation and they can't quite understand why. And it's because we're doing the work at the subconscious level, which is the 95% of the what's going on below the, the, the iceberg right? That's affecting, affecting our actions, our behaviors, our thoughts, our decisions, how we show up in the world. This is all a result of the, the subconscious stuff that we've taken on early in life through our cellular memory in the last trimester of, of our mother's birth even. And so cleaning that out, cleaning out the closet is ultimately where the transformation occurs. And that's, that's the magic of the transformational breath work. What an epic explanation, dude. I loved it. Because it's highlighting all the key points, you know, what's happening physiologically, some people like to nerd out on, but also what's happening practically, you know, just in a lot of us just from that prefrontal cortex activation, you know, that ego, that monkey mind, we're squashing so many opportunities to let go of emotions, to let these things surface, to actually have these deeper experiences, because it's, it can be scary in its unknown territory. And that's kind of this built-in human defense system. And through this incredible technique, like you mentioned, there's all these multidimensional things and then, you know, getting into, especially the energetics too, when you're in this environment and you have these good intentions set, it is just, it all compounds on each other in such a powerful way. And, you know, I I think a lot of people could benefit from just understanding more about their subconscious programs, you know, what, what they are and, you know, kind of, because a lot of us just go through life and we don't even think about it. We don't think about it. We don't pay much attention to it. And that is what is really holding people back from, you know, a lot of success, not just financially, but in their relationships, in their, their personal life, in all sorts of facets of, you know, these kind of these loops people fall into, it's all kind of coming back to these subconscious programs. So I want you to talk a little bit about that. You dove into it a little bit um, here already, but just kind of going a level deeper of like how people really know what to look for and then what else they can really do to kind of sort through some of this. Sure. Yeah. So this is like, I'm so fascinated by this area because I feel like it's so under, um, it's not talked about nearly enough. You know, if 95%, which is proven by neuroscience at this point of our life is determined or influenced by our subconscious mind why aren't we all spending so much more time trying to figure out what's lurking down there, how to unwire it, how to rewire it and reprogram it so that we can no no longer um, be controlled by these elements that are so um, influential to how we show up in the world. I'm fascinated that not 
everybody. It's just kind of another one of those areas. Like, why is it more? Why aren't more people talking about this? And I got into studying a lot of like ep epigenetics and what Bruce Lipton is putting out, and 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 so there's a a way that he described. Uh, identifying your subconscious programs that I feel is, is super intuitive and makes so much sense. And essentially what he says is um, whatever comes easy to you in your life, whatever that is, you know, there's it, whether it's a bad habit or whether it's a good habit, if it comes easy to you in your life, that's because you have the subconscious programs to support it. If it's challenging to you in your life, if you have challenges around um, finance or challenges around relationships or challenges around addictions or whatever the case is, it's because you don't have the programs to support that. So ultimately reprogramming, identifying what it is that comes easy to us that is not healthy. We want to identify those and we want to identify what comes hard to us that we want to adopt more of. Because I don't know if you heard about this study, but there's a, a study that happened out of Emory University where they, they, were, they were studying this idea of cellular memory, right, and generational trauma. And so what they did was they took these lab mice and they gave them a little electric shock next to the scent of a cherry blossom. And so what they did after this, the, these, only the first level of these mice got the shock, right? And then they let the mice have generation, like a bunch of... Um, uh, uh, they, they reproduction, right? So 14 generations of their children later, they were doing tests to see if they would respond to the scent of a cherry blossom. Sure enough, 14 generations that had nothing to do with the initial shock later, just the scent of a cherry blossom would send them into immediate cortisol shock, um, uh, uh, fight or flight mode even though that was 14 generations away from the, where the initial shock took place. So we've inherited, if that, if that uh, ties into the human biology, we've inherited 14 generations of our ancestors' trauma, not just what we've absorbed in the first three to seven years of our life or the final tri trimester of our mother's birth. And so unlocking the door to the subconscious to bring up that stuff is ultimately, I feel like that's the way that we take responsibility to make sure that we don't pass down the same generational trauma in our cellular memory to our children, our children's children, and so on and so forth. So during my journeys, you'll hear me shout, this isn't about you. You know, this is, we're healing generational trauma. Do it for your children, your children's children, your family. That's how big this work really is. It's not just about laying on a mat breathing for an hour, having a transformational experience, feeling a little bit less stressed. It's about letting go of baggage that's been holding us back our whole, whole life unconsciously. Because ultimately, we're printouts of our subconscious programming. All the emotional imprinting, whatever we were exposed to, especially in the first seven years of our life, whether it was like for me, I look just using myself as an example, I looked at my life for a long time and I thought, wow, I was really lucky. I had, I was the product of two hippies. They showered me with so much love and my family, I was the only child for seven years. So birthdays and Christmases were great. Um, I was, I had got all the attention, all the love. I thought I don't have any trauma actually. And I don't know that many people that had such environments of so much love and support growing up. But what I wasn't, what I didn't take into consideration was what was going on before generationally, obviously, because we're talking war, poverty, discrimination, sexism, hate, you know, uh, everything in between our, our ancestors experience. But even in my childhood, 
um, there was shame, there was guilt, there was complicated relationship dynamics. There was all these things that I didn't really pay much attention to as a child. There was uh, challenge, financial challenges. So there was a lot of limiting beliefs around um, financial success and things like that. And I adopted all of that. And I feel like now that I understand and have a better grasp on how to get into and penetrate what's going on at the subconscious level, I have the ability and the confidence to be able to unpack that stuff without having to go and talk to a therapist about it for hours every week and to ultimately um, bring it to the surface, heal it and let it go. How does that happen? I feel like my belief in, in on this front is that First of all, breath is the, the Sanskrit word for spirit, right? And so I believe that when we get inspired, we're getting into spirit. We're, when we're breathing so much, we're bringing so much spirit into, into our life, into our body, into our, our, our entire genetic makeup, that the inspiration is kicking in. Things are, clarity is coming up. We have the ability to see things that we didn't see before. We have the ability to interpret what's going on in our outer world with more clarity. And I feel like as we do that, we, we reframe the belief structures that we have because we can see it from different angles. So we come out with a little bit more ability to be able to um, understand and, and bring to the surface what we have going, in, going on inside at a, at a deeper level. And that's all as a result of penetrating into that subconscious mind. So there's so much there to, to unpack, but I feel like it's not even necessary for people to understand exactly what's going on inside of the body. It's like, I've heard you talk about it before. It's like, we don't need to know what our thyroid gland does, right? We just need to know or how it works. We just need to know that it's working. I feel like breath is the same, right? We don't necessarily need to know what's going on inside of our body, inside of our mind. So long as we come out of the journey and we feel better than we did going in, more capable, more empowered, more inspired, more ready to show up and hustle and create impact and make a difference in the world. As long as that's there, that's all that really matters. It's, but for me, it's like, I love it because I'm like, what's going on inside of my mind? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. I love going deep on this. That's why I love conversations like this, but it makes total sense because there's so many people that come out of this breathwork practice, especially in my classes, who will have bawled their eyes out, let out these big cries, big screams, and, and they don't know what they're crying about. They're like, no like trauma or no like things were coming up in terms of like what I was releasing. I just felt this huge physical, mental, emotional, just offloading of so much weight and so much baggage and so much trauma, but they can't be like, no, it was from my father abusing me or this type of trauma that happened to me when I was a kid. No, no specifics. They just know like yeah. I was crying and I freaking, it felt so good to let out. And now I feel so much better. And I think that's really where the magic lies is just not trying to overanalyze the process and rather just leaning in and, and really experiencing this firsthand, I think is the best way. Cause that's, that's one of the things I, I struggle with Brian is how to convey this to people where they can hear this and not be like, these two dudes are full of shit. There's nothing out here. That's that like crazy. <laughs> awesome. You know, if, if it was that great, I would have heard about it. This would be mainstream. And a lot of people, I love when people come to my classes with that level of skepticism, because you don't have to believe it for it to work. And as soon as they go in, I'm like, if you work hard, if you give me the first 10 minutes and you just do what I'm instructing you to do, you don't have to believe it. Just give it everything yep. you got and see how it goes. And the people that are the Ex biggest skeptics often come out 
as like the most profound breakthroughs. It's awesome. <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> totally, bro. I, I, it's, it's the same. It's the same for me. It's like, you know, that's why I share a lot of what people say a lot on my Instagram, their experiences, because it's, it's so much easier to hear about what somebody actually experienced and me to say, hey, this is what other people are experiencing. I, I actually I got it a journey the other day for uh, a Chicago women's mortgage workshop. And so there's like 20 or 12 women in a hotel conference room and me up on the big screen and none of them had ever done there's one person out of the 12 that had done a little bit of pranayama but none of them had ever done breath work before and i'm thinking and as i'm it one way communicating with them because they weren't really able to communicate back i'm looking at like this blank sea of stairs right like i'm like is this any of this landing for these these women <laughs> and i'm thinking oh my god why did i even agree to i'm okay i'm just gonna get them into the practice and then that's that i don't need to explain anything anymore like let the breath do the work right and so I'm guiding them through this session and I can't really tell, like I could tell there's movement going on and there were some people breathing deeper than others, but I just couldn't tell how they were responding to the work. And it was all, when it was all done, I asked, I said, just out of curiosity, how many of you in the room cried during this experience? Every single hand went up. And I got a flood of emails after saying that was the most amazing thing I've ever done. I want to, I, I want to gift this to my family, yep. to my, my friends. How do I do this for, you know, how do I set up a group? Can you do this for me? And none of that, those were all people that have never experienced any breath work before. And so I love, I love going into that, that um, type of environment where same as you with the skepticism, because ultimately I've never really heard about anybody coming out and saying that was a waste of my time, unless they have so many blocks that don't allow them to not listen to their ego and breathe deeply because that's usually what I say in my introduction. Look, if you want to go deep today, if you want to have a proper experience and taste the medicine of breath work, you have to breathe deep. You can't just lay there on your back and consciously be breathing. That's well, the only time that people will come out and say yep. it didn't work. And, and that's the big caveat. And it's a beautiful thing about breath work, but it also is what limits people from experiencing is you have to earn it. You get in what you, you, or you get out what you put in. So if you go and you're just not willing to put in the work, you're not willing to push past your comfort zone, you're not willing to actually go deep and work. I mean, it's hard work. It's breath work. Like it's not like a walk in the park where you're just like laying down and just chilling like a meditation. You got to earn it, man. And a lot of people, they don't have the capacity to work hard enough to get to that state that you described of the transient hyperfrontality and to really get into those theta waves they are just, they're weak humans in some capacity and also in other capacities, not to like put them down or anything. There's a lot of blocks that prevent them from going there because yeah. it's, it's unknown territory. And they're, you know, maybe they're not consciously scared. They're consciously thinking like, this isn't going to do anything. I, I'm totally fine. Like this is, this is a bunch of BS, but subconsciously, I think there's a lot of limitations there that prevent them from really going in deep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, it, I feel like if there's blocks, if there's blocks that stop people from breathing deep and really going for it, the, those blocks exist in a lot of different areas of their life. So yeah. I have a lot of empathy. I've got a lot of sympathy for people that are um, very challenged to 
quiet their monkey mind and just go all in no matter what. I think it's because I'm the type of character where it's like, I'm in a, in a group of 20, I'm always the one that's, you know, going the deepest because it's like, I came here to work, so let's work. Yeah. And that's what I tell the students is like, you came here to work, you have the ability to transform your life in an hour, it, the potentially. Um, but in order to do that, you have to show up and be ready to go all in and really get through that first, especially that first 10 or 15 minutes of discomfort. And then obviously, you know, people have heard it's, it's very cliche, but all change and transformation happens on the other side of discomfort. Yeah. And so it's like embrace, find the comfortability and being extremely uncomfortable because it's gift wrapped and transformation it's just a matter of opening that door going all in leaning into that discomfort and letting it be what it is and pushing through regardless and when people do that it's like magic happens and it's just so it's so amazing to watch it's like one of the analogies just to go back to the whole not knowing what kind of traumas um that people are releasing through this process because a lot of it happens. I heard an analogy recently that really made sense just to connect the dots for people that are still like, what are these guys talking about? So imagine, so all of our traumas exist in our body somewhere, right? They're trapped in our fascia and our bones. And our, that's the whole idea of Vipassana meditation is you bring the complexes to the surface to be released. And so this is what somatic healing is all about. You probably read the book. You've probably know a more about this than I do, but um, the body keeps the score, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so all this stuff being locked in the body, a, a good analogy is like, it's like a, a clear plastic soda bottle. Imagine like a club soda where you get all the accumulation of all the bubbles that are on the sides. Those are all like the traumas that are stacked, uh, that are trapped in our body. And then you come along and you tap the bottle. What happens to all those bubbles? They, they come to the surface and they, um, they're released without any kind of resistance. Breath work is like tapping the bottle. So it's like you're essentially breathing to unlock, to bring to the surface, the traumas to be released that are stored in the body somewhere. So at, at an emotional level, at a psychological level, we are calling to the surface what's stuck so that it can be released without having to, to talk about it. And so I feel like when people have these massive emotional responses, usually what I'll say, I know you do the same, is when you feel that coming, open up the, excuse my language, open up the fucking floodgate and cry and shake and do whatever it is that you need to do. Because ultimately that's all the energy that's trapped in your body. That's just waiting to be liberated to where you can feel like I'm a free, I'm it's like the ultimate taste of freedom, you know? So it's like, I told people don't have expectations going in that you're going to heal all your childhood trauma in one single session. Let the session be and present whatever it is that the experience that you're going to have in this session. However, the more like the more likely you are to release all the stuff, the deeper you go, the more possible it becomes and watching people let go of stuff that they've been holding back potentially for their whole life is so satisfying, you know, because it's like you touched a human being in a special way that could potentially change their lives forever. And what better work and what better service to be able to offer to the world and to humanity and to our fellow brothers and sisters of, of this human species than to give them the gift of being able to let go of the shit that's holding them back the most. Hallelujah. Yeah. I love it, dude. It's, it's one of the most important things for people, you know, when it comes to healing, like, and you know me, I'm all about good nutrition and sleep and movement and sunshine and all these different areas of improving your health and improving your life. But if 
you were to put them in a list of priorities, letting go of a lot of this trauma and a lot of these subconscious patterns is at the top of the list because that unlocks. That's like the gateway drug to get you into states of deeper love to then apply a lot of the physical practices of meditation, of you know, exercising regularly, of, of choosing yeah. good nutrition. All of that stuff will come into place when you rewire the mindset. And that's what this breath work really yeah. opens up the door. And it's fast, man. It's so fast. That's the beautiful thing is like we're talking about less than an hour later, you're completely different. Like you've, you've shifted so many things in such a positive way. You don't feel like the same person and you don't have to take any exogenous yeah. substances. It's, it's absolutely mind blowing. So, um, I mean, not that this is one big sales pitch for breath work. The, the beautiful thing about breath work is we don't have to sell you anything because you just freaking breathe. Like that's all there is to it. And you go to like one class, you might pay 20 or 30 bucks to go to one class. And then you know the technique. It's not rocket science and you could do it forever. You know, yeah. you, you, that knowledge you carry yeah. with you anytime, anywhere. And it's just such a powerful tool um, to, to transition yeah. from this deeper, you know, holotropic style breath work. What are some practical kind of daily breathing techniques to, to really help people well, I want to unpack two topics. For one, help people calm the nervous system. Let's start there because a lot of us are carrying around this stress. We're all always in this cr chronic fight or flight, um, you know, activated nervous system state. And that really leads to a lot of health issues. Uh, and so what are some of your go-to techniques to help people really tap into the breath to, to really work towards resolving that? Great question. So one, one of the books that's inspired a lot of what I teach in my workshops is um, Patrick McCallum, The Oxygen Advantage, yeah. right? And essentially that whole book can be wrapped up in two basic lessons, which is stop breathing through your mouth and start breathing through your nose, number one, whether you're awake or you're asleep, because a lot of people might breathe through the nose while they're awake, but breathe through the mouth while they're asleep. And then we're sleeping one third of our lives. So they're, you know, it's, it's counteracting all the nasal breathing that they're doing during the day. Um, why is that important? Because as you're aware, when you breathe through your nose, you have access to creation of all the nitric oxide that happens in the paranasal sinuses that you're bypassing when you're breathing through your mouth. Um, you have the, that nitric oxide gets into your bloodstream. It has a calming effect. It vasodilates all your, your blood vessels. So it, it increases improved circulation. You get 40%, up to 40% more blood flow into the brain. So that affects our cognitive health. And, um, and noses are for breathing, but mouths are for eating is what they say, which go, is completely counterintuitive to the longer guided sessions. But that's those longer guided sessions is essentially the only time you should be breathing through the mouth, unless you're doing like a hardcore gym session and you need that extra oxygen uh, and take faster. And so breathing through the nose and then breathing deeper, slower breaths with a longer exhale into the belly, essentially. And so I feel like most people based on um, growing trends that have been uh, that have been studied, I think they say it's like 90% of people are unhealthy everyday breathers because we're breathing fast and shallow breaths into our upper chest. And so the whole message of oxygen advantage is start to pull longer, slower breaths into your nose down into your belly. So what that does is it, it, it shifts us from um, chronically overbreathing, which is essentially because most people are breathing two to three times more air than their body actually needs. And they're not actually getting more oxygen in the cells. It's, it's less CO2 in the body, which allows less oxygen absorption into the cells, the bore effect. And it's really complicated science that we don't need to get into. However, when you breathe longer, slower breaths into 
from the chest into the belly through the nose, you're activating the parasympathetic side of the nervous system, which tells your body to relax, to rest and digest. We obviously need both sides, right? It's like, I feel like um, the sympathetic fight or flight side of the nervous system has got a bit of a bad rap um, because people imagine, oh, you don't, you never want to be there. But the reality is we're cycling between both. We need both. We need to be alert. We need to be able to be turned on. We need to be stressed when we need to, to keep ourselves safe. We need that fight or flight. We need that, that uh, focus, that ability to, to concentrate, that ability to get up on a stage and deliver a speech and have our blood, have our heartbeat at, you know, 120 beats per minute and that be healthy. The problem is, is that we're dominantly on our fight or flight side, um, which has massive health uh, complications for people down the track. And so what we want to do is learn how to balance it more. And the way that we balance it more is learning how to dominantly be in our parasympathetic parasympathetic side of the nervous system, that rest or digest side of the nervous system, and then get into the fight or flight um, alert and activate, as I like to call it, uh, when we need to. And so essentially the technique, for example, would be like a five second inhale through the nose, the, the what, it, what do they call this one at heart math? It's um, coherent breathing, right? So you take a five second breath in through the nose, nice and slow down into the belly, and then a five second exhale out through the mouth. And so this is going to balance the nervous system. It's going to lean parasympathetic. It's going to get your body to, to relax. The, the longer exhale is where you want to be. Most people have their natural breathing rhythm is like a little bit of a longer inhale and a relatively short exhale. Yeah. Yeah. It's prolonging that exhale. Right? That's a game changer. Prolong the exhale and, and breathe it down into the belly more. And that's just instantly going to have a calming effect. And it has a frequency effect. It's coherently aligning the, the, um, the frequency of the, the, the brain and the heart are in, are in resonant frequency. That's why they call it resonant breathing or, or coherent breathing as, as um, studied um, immensely by the HeartMath Institute. And so that's just a basic thing. And so it's yeah. funny, I, as I guide these journeys, a lot of the time I'll, t- I'll get into the everyday breathing patterns and I'll say, look, these journeys, they're great. Come and do them once a week, once a month, release your trauma, you know, um, have that cathartic, cathartic experience to let go of stuff that's been holding you back. But ultimately, the biggest net, one of the biggest net gains that you could have in the breathwork space is focusing a little bit on just being more aware of those 25,000 breaths that you're taking on average every single day and to manipulate those to uh, give yourself a massive advantage to better health and vitality down the track because the downstream effects of breathing healthy now are huge, as you're aware. Your summary of the oxygen advantage couldn't have been better. I want people to rewind and listen to those two points because it's clear and concise and exactly what people need to know. It's like, and it's counterintuitive because people think, so I'm working, one of my patients is a professional hockey player and he's, you know, people think, especially athletes, they need to breathe more to oxygenate the body more. And the more you breathe, the better you're able to perform, but it's the opposite. It's actually less breathing that enhances the oxygen saturation in the cells because it allows the carbon dioxide to build up, which drives the oxygen where it needs to be in the body. And it's this chronic hyperventilation day to day that is at the root cause of so many people's issues. And I think it's really the powerful tool because a lot of us can't mitigate that much of our stress. You know, you got a family, you got a job, you got all these things going on. 
that's stress, you know, no matter which way you spin it, you're always worried about your loved ones. You always have, you know, work deadlines and projects and things like that. And yeah, it's good to try and rearrange your life to be as less, you know, a little less stressful if possible, but sometimes you can't, sometimes you're like, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what it's, you know, I got a handle in my day to day, but there's a way to de-stress without changing your external environment by changing the way that you're mm -hmm. breathing. And I think yeah. it also explains why you might have multiple people on, let's say a team, and you're all working towards the same goal. You have this deadline for this project, let's say, and a couple of people on the team are just cool as a cucumber, you know, not worried about it. Just life's good. You know, I'm going to work. I'm going to apply myself, but you know, I'm not losing sleep over this. And there's a couple other people on the team that are losing hair, like by the day, you know, like they're, they're turning gray over the course of a few weeks <laughs> yep. because they're so freaking stressed, same external environment, yep. same goal, same output, but there's differences in their pathology and in the, in the way that they're using their breath and their physiology, which is changing that cortisol response. And it really creates this cascade because yep. when you start to change the root cause, now you're not having that cortisol response. So you're not having this upregulation and norepinephrine, which is, you know, adrenaline. And then you're not having this increased heart rate, which leads to, you know, maybe different choices in your day that compounds the issue. So I just think that's something yep. people really need to yep. take away is like the breathwork journeys are awesome but that's not how you should be breathing day to day <laughs> and, and understanding <laughs> for sure. Improving your day-to-day -day breathing mechanics is one of the most important things anyone can do to improve their health and improve their life. Uh, I think it's more important than nutrition. I think it's more important than exercise. It's more important than so many things is just learn how to breathe, which is simple. Yeah. Brian just outlined it through the nose, three to five second inhale, longer exhale. I like the kind of four in eight out or five in eight, uh, 10 out kind of doubling the length of, uh, yeah. exhale versus inhale to really kind of create that calming state. And one thing I've added to the mix, Brian, you're going to love this is as I'm out my paddleboard or as I'm stretching post-workout in the sauna on the exhale, I'll make a, mm, a loud humming noise, which activates that vagal yeah. vagal tone and really simulates this nitric yeah. oxide production you were discussing and takes it up to a whole nother level. And there's a reason that the whole um has been a part of all these spiritual practices for so long, because you, you do, you know, let's say 10 minutes of this deep nasal breathing with this long exhale. That's a humming noise for 10 minutes. You feel like a new person. You're high as a kite, like in all yeah. the right ways. You just feel so good. You feel yeah, totally, totally dialed. Uh, it's amazing what that does. So that's been something I've been doing for a couple hours a day. You know, anytime I'm exercising, anytime I'm in the sauna, anytime I'm meditating, anytime I'm out of my paddleboard or doing anything like that, I typically do day to day. I'm, I'm, I've built that in and it's, oh man, it's amazing. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. The 515 hum. That's, that's one of the techniques that, that I teach in, in my workshops 15 times. I think they said more nitric oxide production when you hum it out. It's wow. like you only, you only really need to do two rounds of that before you feel like you're starting to calm down less oh, yeah. than a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it, and this is why it's so funny, right? It's like, I feel like state change is such a superpower when you realize that you have control over it and you don't have to be a victim to your emotional state, having its ebbs and flows, you can control it in one way or, or another based on how you breathe. And I feel like it's like chronic, chronic stress and anxiety for, for, as an example, right? It's an epidemic. And think about all the health complications that are happening as a result of chronic stress for an elongated period of time. Most people believe 
or assume that the chronic stress and their anxiety is as a result of their environment. And so they're subject to the external inputs that are causing them chronic stress and anxiety. And they don't realize is that they're actually the root cause of their own chronic stress and anxiety just by how they breathe. So to be able to have so much control and so much power over down-regulating your nervous system based on the slower breathing into the belly and through the nose and, and um, the longer exhale, that it's like if you were to get the majority of people at your desk sitting there talking about what's causing them the most challenges and they say chronic stress or anxiety is something that eats away at them, almost guaranteed you observe their breathing, breathing patterns and they're chronically hyperventilating into their upper chest and they have the ability to fix that based on a five minute um, intensive watching this and explaining, okay, be more aware of how you're breathing during the day. And instead of breathing like that, start to breathe like this, you know? And it's like, you would think that that would be at on the first five pages of every health tech textbook. And it's not, yeah. and we don't need to get into the conspiracies as to why that <laughs> might be the case on this, on this um, podcast, but the level of empowerment that gives us based on a small, simple shift in how we breathe is just fascinating to me. And is such a, um, it's such good medicine for the people that really need it or struggle with those issues. Yeah. And, and one of the things I, I encourage anyone listening to this is just try this stuff. It doesn't cost you anything. It's very simple. And you'll see, you'll see the results. It's not like you got to do it every day for a month to experience some benefit. It's like, it's immediate. Uh, and then when you have that immediate feedback loop, it really gives you so much power of, over understanding how immensely important this stuff is, which is what's I think missing in a lot of areas of health. It's like, you can't exercise once or twice and expect to be super fit. You can't get one good night of sleep and expect for your whole life to change when you're sleeping like trash the rest of the time. Like it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. It takes consistently consistency for a lot of health habits to really kick into gear and to really reap those those benefits. But when it comes to breath work, it is instant, like it is quick and it does also compound, yeah. you know, so you get bet you get both and, uh, which I freaking love. So as, as we bring this to a close, Brian, I encourage anyone listening in to attend one of Brian's breath work journeys uh, and also attend mine, you know, cause you're going to get different things from our different styles and different perspectives. So there's always going to be a good way to kind of that dip your dip your toes in the water, so to say, is to attend a guided class. You know, if you want to learn more, if you want to experience this firsthand, uh, they're cheap. You could do them from the comfort of your own home. Uh, I know I offer mine monthly, uh, and I'll put the link to my next class in the show notes. Uh, Brian, are you doing these weekly, monthly? How, how are you doing your classes these days? I'm doing them once to twice a month. Um, and I'm everything for the most part, I have live stuff that I do here in Bali, but I'm going digital for pretty much the majority of my offerings. So once or twice a month, you know, you know, it's funny. I'm, and I appreciate you said that it's like my main message is whether you do it with me or whether you do it with Ryan or whether you go out and do it with Wim Hof on YouTube or attend something live, just try doing breath work. Yep. You know, I feel like there's the mission it, and getting people to do it irrespective of who they do it with is the most important thing. So I always tell people, look, like these are who I follow. These are who I've done breath work before. These are the books that I've read, like go out, educate yourself and just try it. And then if you are inspired to try it with me, great. Um, but the most important thing is, is just trying it. So once or twice a month right now, maybe eventually weekly, but for the, for the most part right now, I'm doing a couple times a month. Awesome. And where, where can people find more about that? Um, what's the best place for people to go? Is it social website, 
right now, my Instagram at breathwork.journeys. Um, we just launched a certification. If they want to go, we can talk about that. I don't know if there's time to plug that in, but breathmasters.academy um, is our, our certification that we're launching in January. I am going to put that link in the show notes and I'm actually um, being, so I've done work with, with the Yogi Lab, uh, which Brian is a co-founder in, and I am doing everything I can to help these guys grow this academy because as you've heard during this conversation, this is such a powerful technique and powerful practice, not only for you personally, but also to facilitate change in other people's lives that you care about and also to have a lot of fulfillment and, and purpose in your own life or, you know, helping people beyond yourself. And so these guys put together, I got a little sneak peek uh, of what they're doing behind the scenes. And I got to say it is top notch folks. So I definitely recommend checking that out to learn more from a personal standpoint, but also to really create a profession out of this, you know, they've really built this certification, not just to teach you to do breath work in your living room, you know, with, with your husband or your wife, which you absolutely could do that. That's one application, but also to go out and change your community, change your network, help people that are in your life and reach new people that need this technique. They need this medicine. They need this, this practice uh, and to, to create a profitable business. And if you're not doing something you love with your life right now, and this sounds appealing to you, I highly, highly recommend it because I've gotten so much fulfillment and just just so much uh, positivity in my life by sharing this practice with others in you know the small way that I have. And so definitely something to check out is this academy. And when does that go live, Brian? Uh, we it's open now, but we start the first training. We're going to do January 11th, 2022. So it'll be, it'll be online for people to sign up and get more information. And as you said, we'll, we're basically taking people from A to Z, you know, the science of breath, the, the, you know, the physiology, how to guide one-on-one sessions and group sessions online, offline, how to do the tech, how to set up zoom, all you know, scripts and playlists and swipe files, and then ultimately how to how to set up the business. Um, and we're really kind of communicating with coaches. Um, it's for anybody who's interested in be potentially becoming a certified breath coach and sharing the modality on any level, whether they're a coach or not. Uh, but we're talking to a lot of coaches right now that are looking to add that extra layer so that they can offer more um, value of how to access the subconscious mind for their students to really make a long-term sustainable impact. But really this is for anybody that's inspired to um, learn more about breathwork and potentially bring it into their community. My personal goal is to transform a, thousand, a million lives with breathwork. And the fastest way for me to be able to do that is to share everything that I know with as many people as I can and train the trainer, um, because then that creates the ripple effect that, that touches yep. more lives on a, on a grander scale. And so the more people that get into this space and the more people that um, understand the power of this medicine, the better. So I appreciate you and uh, giving me an opportunity to um, share my passion and my dharma. And I feel like this is, you know, it's such a strong brotherhood bond of like so much passion around this space. And I love you already anyways, um, <laughs> but it's just super cool to see people coming around to this and, it, and breathwork becoming more mainstream finally. I love you too, Brian. Thanks for coming on, sharing your wisdom, and I highly recommend people. I'll, I'll put all these links in the in the show notes for the episode. And uh, dude, can't wait to see you out in Bali again once uh, hopefully the world is not so chaotic one day. 
Same, bro. Good to have you, man. I appreciate the time and thanks for the space and thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening in. You can find the show notes and resources at briankennedyshow.com. I encourage you to share your biggest takeaway with me on social media. Tag me on Instagram at Ryan C. Kennedy and share the show with your friends and family. If you found this episode valuable, please leave us a five-star review. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as I can with this information. Join me for my next episode where I'll be interviewing leading wellness professionals to empower you in your health journey. Until next time.